What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning into the Griffin Station podcast. And my name is that guy, Bri. You might know me from my YouTube channel. Sauce God, this is for you. We're bringing back the podcast. Some guy commented on my YouTube video. and was like, dude, when is the podcast coming back? I'm like, <laughs> uh, like don't nice. worry. It, we're working on it. Yeah. So we're, we're back. Um, I'm joined with my friend, Tim. Hello, I'm Tim. This week, we're just going to be talking about Dark Souls. Uh, I love it. It's a weird COD podcast talking about Dark Souls, but there's nothing really to talk about with Cold War. Um, you'll either hear the Season 2 review before or after this, depending if me and Matt can meet to talk about it this weekend. So, uh, see how that goes. So, yeah, we're just going to we're gonna try out a new thing. It's called Yay or Nay. We're just going to do a review of the game, and at the end, we're just going to say if it's good or if it's bad. No 1 to 10 numbers, because that really doesn't make sense. You know, you watch an IGN review, and they'll give fucking like a really good art like game an 8 out of 10 and then here comes call of duty and they're like 9 out of 10 even though in their reviews they're like nothing's really original in this game same as last year but slap it slap a nine on it yeah so yeah tim what is your what what would you like to say about dark souls all right just like go through the game talk about what we like about it so yeah, um, I'll start this off with a little disclaimer. Um, I my first Dark Souls game was in fact Dark Souls Three, so I was not a fan from the very beginning. Brighton was actually the one who got me into Dark Souls at all. So actually, this... our, our our friend Hunter both got us because oh, like yeah, I no, tried right. I tried Dark Souls One whenever it was free to play with Xbox Live Gold on the three hundred and sixty, and I made it to. In Orlando, and there's these part, there's this part in Orlando where you have to go above these rafters, and there's these guys that throw throwing knives at you, and oh, it didn't take me a month to get to this part, I and I could pain. not, yeah, I could I, not get past it, so I gave it up, and then like two years later, Hunter was telling me about Dark Souls three, and I was like, I don't know, man, but he eventually got me to get it, and then me and him beat it, and then we. We've convinced Tim to get it, so here we are. We'll probably do a Dark Souls 3 review also, because that one's also an amazing game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, So, yeah, I just wanted to preface that, make sure everybody knew I did, in fact, start in Dark Souls 3. But I will say that all of the Dark Souls have been pretty excellent. Um, I lucked out. I, I mean, obviously, there was a skill curve, but... Both Brighton and Hunter were there to carry me for my first time through both games. So honestly, I'm just gonna say it now. If it's your if you're scared to get into Dark Souls, find a friend you have yeah. who's played it before. Play through the game with them, so that way it's a little bit more like manageable. Then play it through on your own, which is like what me and Tim both did. Because the first time Hunter helped me through, and I was like, you know what, I want to try this on my own, and I had a lot of fun. And now I replay it all the fucking time. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. The tutorial boss, like, obviously you have to fight it alone, so it gives you a little bit of chance to, like, really get some of the mechanics. Like, in Dark Souls, your first boss is in the, um, in the asylum, teaches you the basics of a plunge attack, and then obviously, you know, it's, you gotta beat it to progress, and then after that, you know, if you have a friend that helps you, the bosses are still made in a way where, even if you're going through with somebody who's, like, way over-leveled for the area, like, you're still making 
adaptations throughout the fights and by the end of it you'll be set up to definitely try on your own which I mean once you get a full playthrough on your own I think that's whenever you can really make a decision about the game yeah which for me my first time there I could not even imagine trying to beat like four kings on my own because that that boss in itself the amount of damage you have to put out but like I tried some things you know I'll go in with like heavy armor and just like not even try to roll through attacks and I'll just tank it like that yeah it's all about just trying well that's different yeah, ways because that's just something you got to learn by playing you know I mean because if if you don't ever do that like you know none of the other bosses are really like so poise um requiring you know? I, guess, I guess we should probably go through the game linear instead yeah. of skipping <laughs> yeah all right I, yeah instead of skipping to like the That'd second to last sense. boss which i guess in this game it's so open that like our first well besides the asylum demon which you have to beat like your first boss could range out of just a shit ton of bosses like your first boss could be the Taurus Demon, the Capra Demon, Quaylag. You could go straight Gargoyles. The, the um, Catacombs, couldn't you? You could go straight Yeah, you, your great. first boss could be yeah. a pinwheel if you wanted. Like the, the reason I love this game so much is just the second you get out of the Asylum, if you bring the Master Key, which yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't, it's just there's so many paths to take. I've got to say that was one of my favorite parts about the game, too. There's obviously, like, a recommended way, and what I mean by recommended is that certain areas are going to be really hard, you know, for a lower-level character, but you can still go through them. Yeah, like, my friend Josh, he's, I don't know if he's been on the, he hasn't been on the podcast, I don't know if he's been on the YouTube channel, but he was asking me, like, he tried it. One time I was watching him, he's like, so where do I go? And I'm like, mostly the way you figure out where to go is if you, like, go towards the graveyard and you run into skeletons and you're doing shit damage to them, you're probably like, I should not be here. You go down the elevator below Firelink, you run into some ghosts that you can't attack, you're like, I shouldn't be here. Yep. Then you go up in the Valley of Drakes if you have a Master Key and you fight some, like, Drakes and you're doing shit damage yep. to them, you're like, I shouldn't be here. And then you finally find a path of a cliff where you're like two hitting people and you're like this, now it probably, does, this is probably where I'm supposed to go now it doesn't go the other way <laughs> if you go to an area and the enemies are just like kicking your ass you're probably in the right spot <laughs> yeah it's not saying that they're easy it's just if you're doing pretty good damage to them your damage is definitely a, a better indicator of where you're at where yeah. you should be so your first, the recommended first boss would be Taurus, but I, sometimes I'll hop in the game, I'll, you know, I'll go fight Moonlight Butterfly first, just that, to get yeah, some that, extra souls. That's what I did, and uh, I I started playthrough probably just the other week, I mean, I I hadn't been playing it too much, but I started a playthrough, and I was just doing, like, you know, the typical quality strength dex build, and the first one I went and fought was Moonlight Butterfly, just because as long as you can dodge all of the bullshit attacks like it's it's a really easy fight it just takes forever yeah and so like that's that's part of the reason that this game is so good to me is just the open world it's it's one of the more restrictive open worlds but not in a bad way i remember i was watching a video and there's this hydra and he was fighting this hydra and he couldn't beat it so he's just like you know what fuck this i'm gonna see what this key does so he runs all the way back 
through like it takes him like an hour to get there and he gets to this tower and he's there's this guy in the bottom of the tower and he fights him he's like finally i can see what's behind this door he opens the door and he's right back at the hydra it's the hydra yeah just because the game world is just so like interconnected like everybody who's played dark souls always talks about there's this one elevator that takes you back to the very beginning of the game and i think your first time if you go in blind and you go down the elevator you're like holy shit like, I remember I did that back whenever it was free. I was just like, I saw that elevator, I'm like, fuck, fuck, and I ran down it, and I was like, wait a minute. Yep. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. That's It's got to be one of my favorite parts about the game, because it really, it really opens the door for a lot of replayability, which is a pretty big thing for me. Like, I think it's cool that you can go through and play the game, you know, six different playthroughs and not take the same path from the beginning, not just, like changing up boss order but changing up the first boss you fight yeah the amount of i wish i've never fought gargoyles in my first boss because i would do crap damage but i mean if that's what you if you want to beat the game as little bosses as possible that's the first you could yeah yeah and then you take the back door to quaylag you can skip like what five bosses right there you just do those two yeah and i mean the game the game itself i feel like the difficulty on just about every area and every boss is really well balanced like i don't think they're uh, polite town but (laughs) (laughs) i I don't think that there's many areas that i just find myself dreading going to i i usually skip the depths because i hate it yeah and you can skip the depths yeah and the only thing down there you need is the large ember and thank god it's like right at the beginning because like that's down to a gaping dragon right yeah i i the amount of the amount of playthroughs i've done and the amount of times i fought gaping dragon i honestly want to say most of my playthroughs gaping dragon was like the last boss i fought because i'm like oh yeah he's down there yeah (laughs) yeah i before i started this most recent playthrough i started one like three months ago i was in the middle school so you know i wasn't super focused on it or nothing but i started and i completely forgot the path to anything and so i ended up going to the depths with a plus one like starting weapon and fighting the gaping dragon that was the most frustrating thing i've done in so long I mean, I, because I, I just honestly, I thought that was just, like, the only boss that you could fight at the time. <laughs> I had been playing Dark Souls 3, and it's a lot more linear, so. Dark Souls 3 is very linear, but we'll, we'll get to that in the the 3 episode, but. Yeah. Part, yeah, part of the reason I also love this game is just the, the open-ended, plus just builds. Yeah. Which I, I just started my first time, and, like, Seven years now I've been playing Dark Souls 1, and first time I'm doing a sorcery build, I usually either do dex or strength. I mean, I'm, our friend Hunter, he makes fun of me, because usually, I usually end up just with the biggest sword you can have in the game, and I just like to one-shot everything, because that's just the, just the type of character I play. Like, yeah. we, me and him just played the Demon Souls remake, and I get the Dragon Bone Smasher and just one-hit everything. Yep. So... Yeah, uh, builds are a huge thing, huge thing for me. Like just, like I said, replayability is one of the most important things that a game can have, in my opinion. And making it to where, I mean, 
you can uh, you can be a sorcerer you can be a strength intelligent intelligence build you know i mean you can be a dex intelligence strength faith dex faith the, i mean the the amount of playthroughs that you can do all using different weapons different items leveling up different stats I mean, that's just, that's the best part, in my opinion. I've never ran into a game with that much replayability. Exactly. Besides, like, yeah. the Dark Souls series. Yeah, I mean, me and Brighton, we've probably been playing it for, what, every every single year for the past, what, three years? Well, we will have usually like close a, to summer, we get a kick where we'll play, like, all the games multiple yeah. times, and then... Yeah, we'll just, we'll just, like, go through for probably, what, how long do they last? A month, two months? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll just play them nonstop. Like, I mean, I got the latest COD season pass, and I'm literally level two, because I played I... three games, and then I was like, I was like, man... You know what I haven't played in a long time? Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Yeah, I bought Ghost of Tsushima, and then I then Hunter finally got a PS Five, so I played through Demon Souls with him, and then I I was just sitting there. I'm like, I saw the Dark Souls on sale, and I, me and him both bought the entire trilogy, and then Tim bought the trilogy again. And we've every been, year, <laughs> we've been playing it again. It's the only <laughs> game that I come back to every single year. They're the only games that I can come back to and enjoy it just as much every time. Because I play, I play it so differently. Yep. And then plus, I think what helps is like, sure, the in-between might get old, but the boss fights never get old. Exactly. The boss fights are so perfect, and well, I still feel so accomplished. Especially when you go out of your way. Dark Souls is one of those games that does not shove its lore in your face by any means. <laughs> so if you, if you want to know about the lore, you definitely have to go out of your way for it. But... Once you start to learn that lore, and once you start to understand it, the boss fights just become that much better. I mean, the the boss fights, especially in Dark Souls, in the original Dark Souls, man, the lore is just, oh. There's one boss, Artorius, that just, oh, man. Like, he's just a good boss in general, but when you learn the story... I will Holy hardcore. Shit. I will hardcore fanboy over Artorius. The man no never shame. even. The man never even speaks. No, not a word. <laughs> oh man, I just remember. I remember going through and fighting him for the first time, and I just thought the boss fight was cool. I mean, because like I said, Brighton and Hunter carried me through my entire first playthrough, so you know I'm going in there under leveled. And I've got Brighton and Hunter who are severely over leveled. Like Brighton said, he was typically a strength build, so he was going around and I mean Artorius was dead in probably a minute and a half, right? Yeah. Maybe less. So Well you get three people. The thing in this game is like the bosses are very hard by themselves, but you bring in like a one other person, they're still very difficult, but you can trick the AI. And they just yep. don't know how to handle multiple people sometimes. Like, there are bosses that can Yeah, because they, they always focus on one person. So if you just switch off the aggro, you can heal and heal and heal. Yeah. But, so I had Brighton and Hunter done in a minute and a half. I still thought the boss fight was awesome. I mean, just the way he moves and jumps around. And Dark Souls 1 is like, a re- it's, I would say that it's a relatively slower paced game. And then he is, like, really that first experience of a boss that just, like, 
moves almost faster than the game lets you move. Yeah. If a boss moves faster than you, that's whenever it's hard. Like, yeah. The first time I fought a Sif, which now Sif's not really that hard of a boss, but it threw me off because the dog is fucking like four times the size of you. Jump all jumps the way all... across the damn arena. Yeah. yeah. Like fucking things all over the place. Yeah. And not to mention, whenever you get sift down to, like, a quarter health, she just starts limping at you, oh, and I'm just like, fuck. Yeah. And see, that's another fight that's good, but then once you learn the lore, it it's becomes... so much better. Oh, it becomes that much deeper. Yeah, man. Especially if you do the DLC where you time travel, and yeah. you go back, and you, and you save scene. the dog. Yeah. And then whenever you come back to the future, the dog remembers you. Yep, the dog just, doesn't want oh. to hurt you. Oh, yeah. It's so... It's rough. wrenching. It's rough, but that, I mean, to me, that's just totally the sign of a great game. And our friend Hunter, he does not look into the lore at all. So he's just like, yeah, I'll fucking kill a dog, no problem. I told him the lore, and he's like, no, I feel bad. Why'd you do that? Like, we're, we'll fight a boss, and he doesn't give a shit about, like, what the story is. He He's the type of person who'll just spam X through the dialogue, yeah. not even listen, and I'm like... I think Dark Souls 1, it's the most open-ended, but it tells you where they go the most. Because there's a lot of characters that are like, oh, now, now go do this. You know, like, go go kill the four lords and all that. And Dark Souls is the pinnacle of pace, also. Like, the pacing in that game is perfect. Like, there's, like the second it starts to get dull, you're back in a boss fight. And you're back doing some important shit. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, like I was saying about Artorias, I started that fight and I thought it was super cool just from the first fight. And I got into that lore and I was like, I was like, oh my God. Like, and then I just went and started a whole nother, a whole nother character, went through it on my own, got to Artorias, beat him, repeated it like 15 times. I just kept on fighting him again and again and again and grinding and oh. I loved it so much, but I mean, cause yeah, you do, you definitely have a point about like bosses being perfectly spaced out. Mm -hmm. Cause just when you start getting frustrated with an area and start to get annoyed and like, you know, you're dying to a bunch of enemies or stuff, or you're just tired of running around. It's like, just when you get to that point, another fog wall, yeah. another boss room. And you're like, yeah. And then the, yep. I mean, the second you see a fog wall. You know, you're like, fuck. Yeah. But then you're also like, what it's, is on the other side? Especially the first time, because usually the first time, it's on your first playthrough. You don't know you what's on the other it, side. Yeah, and when you find it, you've already been like busted up going through the area. You go into the boss fight handicapped with like half your Estus left. And, yep. It's, it's awesome. And the thing I love about Dark Souls 1 more than any other is you have to work to get fast travel. And the reason that is so awesome is like, say like, for instance, Blight Town. You have to fight all the way to the bottom of Blight Town, kill the boss, ring the second bell, and then fight you gotta fight the all way the way back, back up. up. You can't yeah. just fast travel back to the home base, level up, and go on your way to the next thing. You gotta fight to I, get back. I think the reason that delayed travel like appeals to me the most is like it really opens like a uh, really opens a door for the importance of shortcuts like because that was something where shortcuts are pretty common in the other games as well they're not as important. but yeah they're not i mean 
you get you get a shortcut and you only use it like once or twice in the game like in dark souls 3 specifically like you get a shortcut and then you only use it as many times as you die to, to the, the area's boss. boss yeah but in dark souls or you just end up using the same shortcuts over and over again because before you have travel that's the only way to get around and like even whenever you do have travel you can only travel to a select few bonfires there's yeah. only but in the other games you can travel to any checkpoint you want it doesn't yeah. matter and like right off the gate but like dark souls one the reason like the since there's no fast travel i honestly think you could put me anywhere in that world at random and i'd be able to find my way back to firelink yeah just because i've walked it so many times yeah it well it does it's another skill curve you know i skill curves are, i think they're just i think they're usually if there's big skill curves i think it's a good sign because it means you can keep working to get better and better and better and that's definitely one of them that's probably my weakest part because like i was just saying i completely forgot how to get through dark souls <laughs> recently so yeah but I, it's one of those things where you know it makes you want to start a new character six times just so you can figure out the path you want to go to and then start a character to actually go through the game with like i've seen people have plus 10 weapons before they even fight the first boss because they can use the master key to get around the world and like then they can just go one just shot the a boss fact that you can do that is just incredible well it's extremely difficult to do that because you'll have to go fight some enemies that are way out of your skill or way out of your range right now that you're going to do damage to but then you can work your way to it and then just go back and totally annihilate the first boss so like Honestly, I think the reason I love the game so much is just the open-ended nature of it. Like, there's you you don't have to do something twice. Yeah. Some yeah, other no. games try to do that, and they fail. Yep. I'd agree with that. Like, for me, like, I love Skyrim, but I feel like the very start of the game pretty much always feels the same. Like, you, mm -hmm. can, you can go to, what is it, um, what is that one first dungeon where the spider's garden, like, the, uh, Dragonstone tablet or something. I don't fucking oh, Bleak Lord. Falls Barrow. Bleak Falls Barrow, yeah. You can go do that before going to Whiterun, but that like there's a few things and like you can tackle quests in certain orders, but none of them have the certain appeal that like Dark Souls has for like taking on a yeah, game definitely. in a different order. Uh, see the difference is I think that with Skyrim, the thing that like really promoted its like I guess lifespan for me, like what made me mods. play it so much was mods. Mods. Yeah. And I I've never felt the need to use anything outside of the actual game now talking about mods real quick on dark souls i've been doing like dark souls on pc right now and they have these things called enemy randomizers and it'll just like put in place of like other enemies you could run into like fucking like gwen in oh, like God. the very first area because it just completely randomizes what boss you'll fight what like the enemies will be I, I fucking watched a guy he beat the whole game and all the enemies were gwen it was it was yeah, it took him sixteen the, hours to get out of the oh tutorial, because he had to defeat Gwen. He had to parry him one hundred and sixty two times perfectly. Oh my god! Oh, I couldn't do it. I'm ass at parrying. Then <laughs> once he got to the fire link where he could up level up, there were like there's a cliffside, and he just baited all the Gwens to jump off to their deaths, and he leveled up to like level like one hundred and twenty. Oh my god! And he said it was so much easier. The hardest part of that, the most painful part of watching that guy play it through like that, was just the tutorial because you couldn't level up and 
there's just a shit ton all compacted into one building yeah and it's it's crazy it's crazy all the challenges people oh do god too. yeah because all the hollows so is that what you're talking about with the all the knights yeah all of them oh, were replaced oh going god. he said like once you got to the boss fight not a problem <laughs> he knew he, he's like i don't want yeah. to he's like i will never have problems with gwen ever again because <laughs> he's fought him like two thousand times oh my god <laughs> i was like holy shit oh man i could not imagine like, whenever you go up to, like, the gargoyles and there's, like, all those little yep. things that jump at you, they're all Gwyn. All the hollows. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. No, I love the game, dude. I thought we could finish out with our top five bosses oh, of Dark my. Souls 1. You didn't give me a heads up about this. <laughs> I know, because if you do it oh. off the top of your head, it's what you really mean. Because it's the ones that come straight to mind. So... I think I'm just I'm gonna go backwards because if I try to think of five I'm gonna forget one, so I know my absolute favorite in this game is Artorius. All right. I, there's no other boss in this game that has so much lore, and yep. like so much gameplay that is just so fucking good. Then number two ONS Ornstein and Smo is like one of the perfect difficulties and like it's their only gank boss where it's like two bosses or more that they've done perfectly. Yep. The Gargoyles is a nice precursor to that, but nothing beats ONS. Those bosses right there are just absolute perfection. Then number three, I'd probably have to say Four Kings, just because of the arena. The arena is just so fucking cool. Yeah. Nah, and then, yeah. just, I, I like a DPS test. Like, whenever you beat it, I really feel accomplished because you're like, I just did that mm-hmm. fucking amount of damage. Then number four, I'd probably have to say Manus. Because he is probably, he's the, like one of the fastest bosses in the game. Oh, yeah. Like, like we any were talking of his... about how Artorius was fast, but Manus is like. <laughs> he's like three times the size of you. He's like Artorius on cocaine. He's yeah. three times the size of you, and any of his hits could like one shot you. It's yeah. like fucking ridiculous, but not in a bad way. It's just, fuck, man. Like that, that boss fight, thinking about it, just that, the lore behind it, too. And then number five would probably have to be Gwen the music in that arena. Yeah. And just, it's you versus the first linker, the flame, and it's up to you, whatever whatever you want to do after that. So, yeah. That one's awesome. All right. I'll go in the same order he did because that's a pretty good point. Um, I'm going to have to agree with his number one. Artorius is probably the only boss in all of the Soul series that I think I could spend an entire day fighting. And not hate myself after. So, Artorias, gotta be number one. Uh, see, I think I'm actually gonna disagree with you. I think my number two is gonna be Gwen. Gwen's fucking good. I think my number two is gonna be Gwen. And I'm, I don't think he's, I don't think he's like, right up there with Artorias. I think there's a decent gap between Artorias is very far ahead yeah. for me. Like, he will always be, like, it's not like my four that were before him could probably switch up sometimes yeah. but i think artorius is just so far ahead of the pack see i i just love like the whole idea of fighting gwen i mean the fight itself it it's good it's not the best gameplay but if you know how to parry yeah it's fucking easy yeah but i don't know how to parry so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the lore behind it man like Fighting him after he's already relinked the flame, so you know that you're not fighting, like 
the real Lord Gwyn in all of his power. Well, that goes back to Artorias. He's fighting with a broken yeah, exactly. arm, and he's using his offhand with his big fucking sword. Without his ter- shield that he's usually carrying. And it terrifies me to think of like what he would have been like to fight yeah. if he was at his well, full exactly. strength. Well, I, I think that's why Gwyn's so high up for me, too, because like I think that like knowledge of holy shit, like, I'm really lucky I'm not fighting him in his prime. I think that, is, I de- think that definitely pushes a boss forward for me. Uh, number three. It's hard. Yeah. It was very hard. I have a clear idea. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna have to go with ONS. I loved ONS too. I actually didn't struggle with them all that much, but in all fairness, before I fought them, I looked into, like, what you should do to fight them. So you always want to run away. Yeah, Ornstein to do exactly. the charge attack and then fucking punish him. Exactly. While, while so Smo's running at you. That's the way to do it. He's definitely. They're definitely up there. I'm actually gonna put one on the list that you didn't. I enjoyed Calamit. Calamit's good too. I really enjoyed Calamit, and I started out hating it. So keep that in mind, but. Whenever I was putting my summon sign down over and over and over and over again, right in front of Artorias, every once in a while, I would get summoned by somebody who was going to fight Calamite, and they were going to take the lift down. So, every once in a while, that would happen. And I, the first time I fought Calamite, I hated it. Second time, hated it a little less. And over time, I really started to enjoy that fight. And not to mention, I'm a sucker for anything dragon, so of, <laughs> of course there's that, but I will I will put Calamite up there. Some people put him as like the hardest boss in Dark Souls 1, and uh, I, see, I, don't, I don't think he's the hardest. Manus, Manus, Manus is, is going to be my number five, <laughs> and I would say Manus is the hardest of, of any boss in Dark Souls 1. Now we just got to know what your number four is. Did I I said number four. Oh, you did? Wait, was yeah, that Cal- it was, That was Calamite. Yeah, yeah fuck. Artorias, <laughs> Artorias, Gwyn, ONS, Calamite, Manus. And the fact that three out of the four DLC bosses are in the top five really yeah. shows you how good that fucking yeah. DLC is. that DLC was so good. For, for yeah. Dark Souls 3, which I won't get into it, I only think like one DLC boss makes it into my top five. And it's pretty... No, yeah. I would say two. Yeah. Maybe. I, 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 I would, have to think about it. I would say two, probably. Yeah, but, but we'll get into that whenever we get to the Dark Souls 3 episode. Yeah. But you could probably get If you played Dark Souls 3 DLCs, you could guess which bosses would make it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. So. I would definitely give Dark Souls 1 a yay. Oh, yeah. Go. Yay if, all the If way. you haven't played it, don't be scared. Some people hype it up as a lot harder than it is. It is. It's difficult, but it's... It's easy to learn, hard to master is what I would say. Dark Souls is one of the few games that I actually feel like I've done something productive when I end. Because I know that I'm getting better at it. Like, I, I can see the progress in my own gameplay. And that I don't know if that if that's just weird of me. But no, I, I, I notice it. Like, you know, you cut down a, like the tries in a boss from like four to two. Exactly. Two to, you can just get it on one go and... Exactly. All that and just trying out new things. And that's a big thing for me. So it's definitely a yay for me. It's very rewarding to play. Yep. And just the amount of ways you can play Dark Souls 1 is just... It's... I warn you, if you get into it, you'll never get out of it. No. You You'll won't. always I'll, replay it. I'll probably be playing this game 
over and over for we were fucking, we were playing Dark Souls before we started pl- recording this. Yeah, we were. We were. <laughs> we're always. Pl- I'm always. I'm always on like a Souls mentality of like, you know, I just I want to play Souls again. Oh yeah. Every year, it ha- every like half year sometimes too. So, thank you all for listening. It's been nice. Hopefully, uh, Dark Souls three comes out pretty soon. Um. So yeah. We'll see you. See you next week. Try Dark Souls. Try Just it. do it. We give it a yay. It's a yay. It is a yay. It's a yay from <laughs> us. Okay, bye.